What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Front Desk. In a pretty good mood today. Haven't gotten squat done except for getting ready for this video, but eh, it is what it is. Some days be like that, I guess. Kind of waiting for the temperatures outside to cool down a little bit before I go out and start uh, start doing all the outside chores that need to be done before fall. Eh, kind of want to do them in the middle of fall where I'm not sweating like a pig out there, but yeah, guess I'm going to have to get started now. Anyway, before I do that... Let's read some hotel stories. Frequent guest arrives for check-in and brings his wife with him for the first time. Whoa. Welcome back, Mr. Johnson. Always a pleasure to have you stay with us. Mr. Johnson says, What the hell are you talking about? I've never been to this hotel in my entire life. He's instantly irate with the clerk and now his wife is glaring at him. Uh, yes, of course. My mistake. Let me get you checked in. <laughs> now I'm in complete discombobulation. Mr. Johnson's left and is now running after his wife in the parking lot. Front office supervisor just stares at me with a look of disbelief at my imbecility. <laughs> Thus ends my first hotelier lesson at the front desk. Hotelier? Hotelier. Anyway, so there's nothing imbecilic about that. You know, normally in most businesses, if you have a frequent flyer, frequent customer, whatever you want to call them, it's, it's something special for most people to be welcomed back, to be recognized. And you know... If he gets offended at that and is, you know, because he's been bringing his playthings there forever and all of a sudden he brings his wife there and he gets called out, then that's on him. Evidently, she, as fast as she got mad, she knew something was up. You were not her first clue that he was catting around and whatever. Uh, yeah, that's a him problem, not a you problem. Now, there are some people in the comments that were saying that they would not ever comment things like that. So you're telling me you got somebody that stays there, yeah, maybe twice a month, four times a month, once every two months, whatever, but you recognize them. But every time they come in to check in, you're going to ignore the fact that you know them. You're going to pretend like this is the first time you've ever seen them. I don't know, man. I think that seems a little disingenuous in itself, but whatever. What would you guys do? If you went to university and are wondering where your tuition money went, so I'm one of the concierges at a very high-level hotel in a major East Coast U.S. city. We're talking 400 plus a night, even on the slower weeks. Like anyone working the desk at a high-end place, I have tons of stories about ballers, frauds, and wannabes that generally raise hell. This time, I want to give a few examples of some of the genuinely insane things I've seen from those who are traveling on behalf of their esteemed higher education institutions. We had an assistant from a professor from one of the Ivy League universities reach out to us and inquire about transport for her assigned professor. With the university covering her entire expenses, they wanted to ensure they were able to make the strict timeline of meetings and speeches she had to make. No problem, we booked transport on a near hourly basis. Two airport transfers for her flights, and now we got to talking about the in-between. She needs a series of six rides between the hotel and four other buildings over the ten hours she's in the area. These buildings are about ten minutes walking distance between the hotel and here. Now the transport company we had doesn't book such short distances at a flat rate, it switches to hourly on an hour-to-hour -hour basis at a rate of $200 an hour. Ouch. So after much back and forth of me trying to convince this assistant that the school did not need to spend $2,000 on one day of transportation for the professor because she doesn't like having to rely on walking in heels, they booked both airport transfers and the rides for a combined total of $2,500 USD. Try not punching your fist into your pillow imagining that one while paying your student loans online. Back during the Christmas season last year, we had a very talkative and nice professor from a state school that will remain unnamed. This was for a five-night stay to show her kids the area. She spoke with the whole staff and was a genuinely friendly individual. 
She got us some cookies, brought us all coffees in the morning, and even helped move another guest's luggage when she saw them struggling. While speaking with her one night, she was a bit tipsy and let me know that she was happy the university was going to pay for the vacation. I jokingly asked her if she won the trip in an employee benefit thing or if she was going to embezzle it. <laughs> she looked me dead in the face and told me, Oh, come on. They think I'm out here right now working with some researchers from other schools. They don't have a clue that all of us came up with the idea of faking this whole thing so we could enjoy the holidays with the kids. Oh boy. To my knowledge, this was never discovered. As to this day, I look up the school and don't see a headline about it. It's possible this could involve a bunch of other schools considering the way she spoke about it. A guest comes to the desk one day. I'm covering for the agent that called off. Checking out like usual, she confirms the billing, confirms the credit card that will be billed, and book, we're done. She gets the paper copy of the bill and goes, Oh, is there a way to remove the part of the bill that specifies the room type? I'm on a business trip and I want them to think that I had just a regular room. This woman was coming from an Ivy League school and was booked into one of our largest suites with a $4,500 USD final bill. Holy cow. In the end, she asks us for a whiteout and proceeds to whiteout the document and scan it to print a fresh copy with the room type removed. Overall, I think that if I'm seeing these kinds of events happening across several universities within a period of a year, there may be some concern as to how these are being run. Anyone else have some bad experiences with professors or other education groups? Holy cow, that is insane. Now, I'm not saying some people don't take a few liberties here and there. I'm not saying any of it's right, and I'm not saying that I've never done it. But at the same time, some of these are totally insane. $4,500 bill for your hotel as a business expense. Paying for your family's vacation as a business expense. Now, if you actually did the work, I could almost see it. You know, bring your kids along on a business trip and there's your paid vacation. But to expand on it and really just sock it to the university who you work for, uh, and it's not, it's not legal, but anyway, I don't know, man. It just seems insane to me that people would go that far. Like I said, we all take a few liberties here and there with some stuff. You know, something stupid usually, and it's something we don't even think about most of the time. But these were all well-thought-out, well-planned excursions. And, uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Would you ever go that far? I don't think I would. I mean, like I said, if I can get an extra meal out of the whole trip for a week or something, maybe. I don't know. But that's just... Ugh. There's something really oogie about this one. My condolences to female FDAs. I've had close female friends for years, so I'm no stranger to the creepy interactions they have. But I've never been reminded of it more than when working this job. Many guests seem like they have creepy crushes on my female coworkers, mostly older guys. They'll stand at the desk and force a conversation for a half an hour. They bring the girls food often, and some have crossed the lines and actually tried hitting on them. I first noticed when one of the girls went on vacation and I took her shifts. I couldn't go two hours without someone asking me, whoa, where's the girl at? Some of them seemed very disappointed to see me instead of her. They would constantly ask when she'd be back. My co-worker and I were having a laugh about it today. She told me she once had a married guest in the hotel with his family try to hit on her. Yeah, guys, don't be creeps. Listen, every human can appreciate another human. Male, female, whatever. Keep your mouth shut. Don't stare. Don't be stupid. You know, there's just no reason for that kind of stuff. And if you happen to be a single guest, still don't be creepy. They're there doing their job. They're not there to find a date. Trust me. And even if they were trying to find a date, I'm pretty sure I can guarantee that they weren't looking to be with some broken down old wrinkled whatever. Mm. The grown man who communicates in size. Last night I had the strangest man come up to the front desk to check in. He wouldn't stop sighing at me. He gave me his reservation number. I pulled it up and asked him for ID and a credit card. 
This man looks me dead in the eye, lets out the loudest, most inconvenient sigh I've ever heard, and goes, Are you serious? Our conversation continues as follows. Me. Yes, sir, I need to enter that information in my computer to get you checked in. <sighs> Staring through my soul. I'm sorry if it inconveniences you, but that is policy. He sighs. <sighs> I'm tired. I just flew in from the States. <sighs> I'm sorry, sir. Can you tell I'm Canadian? Him. <sighs> I don't have ID. My credit card's in the car. Me. You don't have your passport? No, but I guess I'll go get my credit card. Okay, but I still need ID as well, unfortunately. <sighs> well, what if someone doesn't have ID? Do you make them sleep in the street? He storms out to his car. He returns with his ID and credit card. So I enter this man's information while he sighs away and go to check him in. As he arrives at 11 p.m., on the day that we're almost at full capacity, we only had rooms left on the lower floors. I told him, I only have rooms left on the first and second floor. Which floor would you prefer? <sighs> I wanted a room on a high floor. Why didn't you save me one? <laughs> uh, there's nothing on the reservation stating you requested a high floor room and so unfortunately rooms are first come first serve <sighs> well you guys should know to save some rooms on the high floors can you ask somebody to move me flabbergasted at this point no sir i can't ask another guest to give up their room for you and it's 11 o'clock at night <sighs> staring through my soul again i guess the second floor and what time is breakfast 6 a.m to 11 a.m <sighs> why so early I finished checking him in, wish him a good night. He sighed at me one last time and proceeded to his room. It was so wildly uncomfy, hands down the most painful check-in I've had thus far, but I'm still fairly new to the front desk life. Why are people like this? You certainly have a lot of energy to make things difficult and argue for someone who claims to be so tired, sir. <sighs> that was as annoying to read, almost as annoying to read as I'm sure it was for that front desk person to uh, deal with it in person. Like, really, if you're that annoyed, go go F yourself, man. I, I could never work the front desk of a hotel. I couldn't be night auditor, none of the above, because the older I get in life, the shorter my filter gets, the the, the less my filter works and actually filters things. And uh, I would probably surely tell somebody to go F off, but, uh, you know, sit there signing me. I don't even deal with that for my 12-year-old daughter when I tell her to do chores. <sighs> I'm tired. I don't care if you're tired. Do your chores. Then you can go take a nap. $91? A guy just got dropped off in an Uber and walked in. And actually, first, before we start this story, let me give a professional recommendation. Don't pay for a ride to a hotel you don't have reservations at yet. It just always seems to go poorly for guests. Anyway, so the guy comes in and asks for the rate. I tell him it's $91 after tax, and he shouts, $90? I can't afford that. $91, I clarified politely. Online, it said 41 now, dear reader, even on the scammiest of scam websites, advertising rates that aren't available does it say the rooms are that cheap. The lowest I could find was $64, $72 after tax. And again, the website will not actually reserve you a room. They'll take your money and tell you they reserved a room. Then you show up at the hotel and we don't have a reservation for you. Then you look closer at what you thought was a confirmation email, but you read the fine print and it says the confirmation email's coming. Except it never does. You call them and they say, oh, we couldn't make the reservation. Then they refund you and everyone's time is wasted. But what I said to him politely was, sir, I've worked here for six years and even on the slowest winter day, our rates were never $41. So he went stomping outside, swearing occasionally at the top of his lungs. I sat at the desk contemplating if I should do something about him, but also not really wanting to confront an angry shouting man. 
I would think he was done. Then my Reddit scrolling would be randomly punctuated with curse words very loudly. Or, $91! Then also confusingly, cheap hotels in city, which I eventually realized he was shouting at his phone in lieu of typing it out. A few minutes later, I spied him out the window bothering a Chinese man for a lighter. The man cleverly pretended not to speak English, and the shoddy man came inside to ask for matches. I apologized and told him I had none as were a non-smoking property. I hoped his search for a light would take him out of my earshot and away from the hotel, and the gamble paid off. He didn't go bothering other guests, he walked across the street to the gas station to be someone else's problem. First off, I never understand why people get shouty. Like, why? Why? Why are you doing that? Like, seriously, I understand your frustration getting the better of you sometimes, but at some point you have to realize that you are your own worst enemy. You paid for a ride to a hotel you didn't have a reservation at, not knowing the actual price. Getting on a scam website, I mean, there are a few decent ones out there that you can book hotels through. But seriously, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure constantly. Uh, and then cursing and yelling and screaming and bothering people. And, you know, it's, it's, there are some people who are like loud drunks and they're, they're a pain in the ass. They're, they're horrible to deal with. Then there are some people who just, it's a lifestyle. Like they're shouty all the time. They're nasty all the time. They're entitled all the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand that. You know, a little common courtesy and humility goes a long way, folks. And by the way, if you actually find a hotel or motel or whatever where you can stay for $41 a night, check that mattress carefully, guys. I expected better from a five-star hotel. So I work in a luxury hotel in Germany. We used to have five stars, but we stopped having them for whatever reason. We were a... Oh dear lord, I'm going to mangle this. Steigenberger Hotel? Then we went under Acor, and after that we went solo. Not part of a chain anymore since 2019. That's all good and everything. We're still the fanciest and most expensive hotel in that city. When I first got the job, I already got informed that we don't have five stars anymore because for some reason people still think that when a lot of them literally book over booking.com, which literally doesn't show any stars. Management is aware that we wouldn't get the five star even if we tried alone because we don't offer room service at this moment because we don't have enough workers to cover it we do it full or not at all the reasons for not having stars at all i'm not sure about but i do know that one of them is because of business travelers who tend to not be allowed to stay in five or even four star hotels so we're just chilling with no stars right now you wouldn't believe how often in the few months i've worked in this hotel i hear people whenever they complain about anything really pull the i expected better from a five star hotel or this is not the level of a five star hotel how many times do I just want to yell in her face that, dumbass, we have no stars. People always come in with wrong expectations or sometimes barely even register that we're not an Acor hotel anymore. Expecting a valet or concierge to do stuff for them. We have neither. And the worst part is that most of these people complaining literally only book our cheapest rooms. But hey, they always travel only five-star hotels and taking a security deposit just from those special customers is obviously to scam them. And yes, our hotel is very old, but we're currently renovating quite a bit. So don't go complaining about the old and ruined carpets while also complaining about the renovations. We're not going to close the hotel down just for renovations that currently don't inconvenience you in any way. Over the years, I've found that expecting anything more or less than the hotel itself claims to have or do on their website or that they tell you is unreasonable. I spoke about this once on one of my Florida trips. I stay at, I'm a, I'm a Hilton member, so I stay at Hilton's, Hampton Inns, and True. Uh, Hilton's are usually the more expensive option, so I don't stay there. But I stay at Hampton Inns and uh, 
the true well, we just started that one there it's kind of cool it's a it's a pretty modern layout a little bit different setup but you know similar amenities i i check out their websites and their company pages and what they offer is what i expect if they don't offer it they don't offer it and then i don't have to stay there if they don't provide what they say they offer then i'm not real happy and that can be dealt with reasonably if they give me more well, it's a bonus. I don't expect them to give me more than what they actually offer. So, you know, got to be reasonable, guys. Seriously. Why did I even bother? Tonight I had a group of guests at the pool. It had just started to get dark, and a kid came in and asked if I could turn on the pool lights. They're supposed to come on automatically at 8.30, but they didn't. So I call up my boss and have him walk me through how to turn the pool lights on. I go outside to the little pool shed and figure out all the weird dials and switches, then finally get the pool lights on. Just as I get them on, everyone in the pool goes inside. <laughs> I felt so betrayed. The pool lights needed to be on anyway, but I'm so confused about why they'd ask for something and then leave without taking advantage of the something. Yeah, why ask for something you're not going to use? That seems so weird to me. I mean, the pool lights needed to be on anyway, so it was not that big a deal for you to deal with it. Uh, but it is really strange. People are weird. Really. I mean, let's be honest. I have my weirdnesses too, so. All right, guys. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed today's stories. And if you did, well, you know what to do. All right. Till the next one. We'll see you.